This ain't your father's podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. You're listening to Stocks and Sandals. Where steaks and stocks get seared to perfection. So lace up the grass-stained New Balances, crack open an ice-cold brewski, and fire up that grill. What's on the menu? Games, baby. Games, baby. Uh, all right, cool, guys. Welcome back to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. Uh, I am here today with PB Investing. What's up, guys? On Twitter and Instagram. You guys, definitely go check him out, follow him. Uh, and we got Ace with us in a little bit of a different, unique way. Um, we've had some trouble getting his uh, good-looking self down here from Canada. But, uh, hey, you know, we make do with what we got. So uh, we're going to be creative, and Ace is going to join us remotely. So, But welcome, PB. Welcome Thank in, welcome you. Yeah. It's nice coming here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you. Uh, you're kind of like a, you know... Twitter celebrity and stuff. It's pretty cool to to get to meet you in person. We've talked uh, you know frequently before, but um, yeah, just kind of I guess start us off by telling people a little bit about yourself and and your background. Sure. So I'm 16 years old. I've been trading stocks for almost four years now, a little over three and a half. And since I was a kid, kind of when COVID hit and quarantine started, I had a drive to make money online. So I was looking, you know on YouTube, like how can I make money as a kid? Three ways to make money as a 13-year-old kid or 12-year-old kid. And then I came across dropshipping. So with dropshipping, I started it. It took me a few days to learn, but then I started and I actually made a few thousand dollars, but it just was not for me. I did not like it. So I stopped dropshipping and I was looking for more ways to make money. And actually when I stopped looking for ways to make money, I was just scrolling on TikTok one day, just like any other kid, you know, consuming all that stuff. And I saw a guy flexing like $10,000 and he was saying all from the stock market. So then I went on YouTube that night and I literally watched like 10 hours straight of YouTube videos and it all started with Umar Asraf's Lamborghini. He bought a Lamborghini video, right? And since then, I was so, so, so inspired. That whole night, I did not sleep. My parents woke up the next morning. They went to grab coffee and I was still up. And I came down and I said, I want to learn how to trade stocks. They're like, what? Like, where'd you get that from? And I said, I was watching YouTube videos. I really want to get started. Then my dad's like, I actually have a good buddy of mine who trades stocks and he t- I'll get you in touch with him. So I got in touch with him. He told me to download Twitter and to follow all these OTC guys. So then I started that. And ever since that, like I kind of got big in the Twitter space. I followed like 100 OTC guys and I DM'd every single one of them asking questions. And like five of them responded. But it was cool because I asked them. And from there, I saw one of them on a podcast, one of them that responded to me. So I went on his podcast called The Twitter Space one day. And I went to raise my hand to ask a question. I, re- I asked the question and then I told them my age and they were like shook. And that day I gained a few hundred followers. And ever since then, I was started tracking my journey from unprofitable to profitable. And everything's all been documented on Twitter. And that's kind of how I blew up. So me asking a question and not being scared to put my thoughts out there kind of led, to, led me to where I am today. No, that's really cool, man. That's, uh, I mean, it shows you're a grinder, right? Yeah. You, know, you like to actually, you know, put the work in, which we've, it's kind of become a recurring theme on, on our podcast is like that every successful trader that we come across you know puts the work in you can't skip that part so um you got to tell me though like all right you're 16 you've been doing this for like you said almost four years so basically like your entire 
high school career, you've been a trader. How how do you trade in high school? At the beginning, it was really, really tough. I'm not going to lie. Because, like, especially in the unprofitable stages, like, when I was unprofitable in trading, it got tough at times because, think about it, like, I'll be in a trade and then, obviously, like, you can't just have your phone out in class. Right. There's times where my teacher would literally take my phone and cost me to blow my account just because, like, and there's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now I've learned to kind of go around that and I actually have a deal with my school now. So basically, this year it got really serious because, like, you know, I'm making a lot of money and I found my passion at a young age. So I told them, like, there's two things, you know, it's either I'm going to have to drop out or we're going to have to make something work. We made something work. So now basically I'm on a plan where every single morning from 9.45 to 11.45, 12 o'clock, I don't have school. I basically just go into a little office and live trade every single day. So that's what I do now. But before, kind of when I was in the profitable, unprofitable stages and profitable stages, there's a lot of time that I missed out. Like there's a lot of times where they all went out and partied and I stayed in and I traded and I kind of reviewed my trades and I figured out what am I doing wrong? How can I improve my trading? How could I do this? How can I build a plan to do that? And there was like, there's countless of sleepless nights. And obviously this is with every trader, I feel like. Any successful trader you ask, they've all had huge mental drawdowns. They've all had times they wanted to give up. They all had times where honestly, like they felt in their head, yo, if I don't succeed at this, like I, I can't, I have to succeed. I have to succeed. And that's what I thought every single time. It was like, I'm either going to succeed or I'm going to die trying. That's that's the truth. You know, yeah. once you kind of get into this game and if you have that mindset where you have the burning fire inside of you that will not let you stop, which is what I have, it's kind of your all in or nothing. But with that and with having success at a young age, it comes with a lot of sacrifices. You know, you have to kind of give up a lot of your childhood, which is the truth. But if I could go back and do it all over again, I would because I truly found what I love. And with that, you know, there's going to be times where people are going to call you weird. They're going to hate on you. They're going to laugh at you. But those same people, like, think about it. I'm a high school kid with 100 followers making videos on Instagram and TikTok about trading. All these kids, what do you think they did? They made fun of me. You know, they thought I was a joke. And now those same exact kids asked me to teach them how to trade. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of perspective, you know. And you really cannot let the hate bother you. To this day, I mean, I get hundreds of hate comments every single day. And as a kid, you know, that could really affect you. But I've learned to kind of realize that you'll never ever meet a hater doing better than you. And a hater is somebody that wants to be you so bad, but they can't. So they want to control the way people think about you. Hmm. So it's all about not letting that get to you and kind of realizing that you'll truly, truly, truly never meet a hater doing better than you. I feel that. Uh, with that like mental fortitude and that perseverance that you had, how did you feel like it was hard to adapt being in high school and uh, having to push through all those people having that criticism about you? Like, obviously, there's a point where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to listen to all these haters. I'm just going to keep pushing, keep grinding and keep doing what you're doing. But how did you separate yourself from all that noise? Um, Honestly, there was like a really, really tight period where like, I just went dark mode like you know I didn't go out and I really like just did my own thing in school and it was like it was like monk mode bro like I literally did not do anything I was just me myself and I and kind of me you know fighting the stock market basically and I always say this when I'm trading I'm like Batman because I put on a mask away from the real world and I kind of just do my own thing and I think that's very very important because 
while trading, if you let things that happen in your life, like say you something bad happens in your life and you let that affect your trading, that's when you have the most drawdowns. And that's when I was seeing like, yo, if something happened to me bad at school or if someone made something about me that I didn't like, that's when I was having my worst trading days. So I figured what I need to do is kind of isolate myself a little bit. And that's what I did. And the truth is, I know everyone always talks about balance, but I was utterly unbalanced and I think that that's actually really, really, really important and that you can, like, I'm a big believer that obviously balance is super, super important in life, but when you're in those stages of trading, I personally think you have to be unbalanced because of how hard trading is. It has to be trading, trading, trading for a certain period of time until you finally get it, until you finally get that aha moment. And then once everything clicks is when you start to bring that balance back into your life. But I'm sure like you, for example, when you were in those stages, were you like going out and partying every night and getting drunk and doing all that stuff while um, trying to become a successful trader? So it's funny that you even said that because I have the exact same views as you. I feel like if you have any sort of passion and you want something as bad as you say you want it, you're willing to sacrifice anything possible. You need to go into like those little bit of dark modes. And like you said, you need that little bit of unbalance. The reason why is because it's like, Everyone always says, oh, yeah, work-life balance. You got to do this. You got to do that. But at the end of the day, if you're not focused on what you need to do and get it done, then it's not going to happen, right? Everyone thinks it's, oh, it's this easy path. It's like, no, drop your head, get to work. What do you need to do to get to that next step? Because it's not going to be, oh, I need this balance. I need to go hang out with my friends. It's like, no, I need that hustle right now. So I have the exact same views as you in terms of that because I did the exact same thing. I was staying in my... Uh, basement where I had a whole bunch of monitors. I'm like, what's my next steps? How can I get there? How can I keep succeeding? Okay, I have had this trajectory to go forward. How do I get to the next step? 1000%. Yeah, I'm going to go dad mode for a second, though, because we are a stock dad. So I'm going to look at it from a perspective. I'm also not a successful trader because I've, I've never gone dark mode on I've gone dark mode on my business, you know, so <laughs> um, but as a dad, you know, hearing you say like you had to miss out on a lot of your childhood like that like in a way gives me a little bit of a you know knot in my stomach i'm like man like i want you to enjoy like being a kid too so like what's what's that balance for you you say you got to have that unbalanced but like i guess what would you say is like the best part of being successful at your age and what would you say is like the worst part of being successful at your age well before you kind of go into before i go into that as far as like, you know, how the negative knots in your stomach, I personally, like I've talked to my parents about this a lot and stuff like that. And I think that, okay, kids have hobbies, right? And trading was like a hobby for me, but just a hobby that I love. A lot of kids like to do other things, right? Kids love to do that. You know, kids like to go out and party and do that stuff. And obviously now I do a little bit of that. But for me, back then, I love trading and that's all I wanted to do. That was my love and that truly, you know, that's what made my childhood happy. And obviously, you know, I'm still am a child and now I'm still kind of enjoying all those other things, but with the perk of having freedom. And with success, I think the best thing with success isn't the money, it isn't the cars, it isn't the jewelry, is it isn't in the clothes, but it's more or less like the freedom knowing that now that I have this skill and obviously, values linked to difficulty. Trading is one of the hardest skills you can learn. But now that I have this skill, I truly have freedom for the rest of my life. Mm. And as far as the kind of worst part of the success, it's fake people. It is really, really hard, especially every single day for me to kind of 
go around the fake people and kind of realize who's real and who's just who's just who's here for PB or who's here for trading, you know? Who's here for the money or here's for PB? Who's here just for my clout or who's here truly for me? And that's kind of something that I go through every single day. And I've learned that you just kind of kind of go with the people that have always been with you instead of, you know, it's hard now to really um, add new people every single day to your life. Whereas as a regular kid, you're not going to deal with that problem. But I have dealt with that problem a lot and I've dealt with a lot of fake people. And I've learned though, you know, it's all learning experience. But I definitely think that fake people are one of the worst people, things that come with success and it's all about learning from it. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point too about, you know, you found the hobby that you loved, you know, and, and I didn't even really think about that, but like, you know, yeah, kids play sports, yeah. kids go and, you know, maybe they hunt on the weekends or maybe they like want to go play video games and stuff. Like you just found one that you enjoy and it just happens to make you a lot of money, which is really cool. So, um, I respect that. That's, that's a good answer. Cause that made yeah, that, no, that satisfied definitely. my yeah. dad, my dad belly. So <laughs> yeah. For sure. I definitely feel that. Um, my question for you would just be like, being so young, do you ever feel like people look down on your age in terms of like how you have to present yourself and like even just the knowledge that you do have, even though it may be as extensive as it is, do you ever feel like it's looked down upon just because of your age? I'm very happy you asked this question because this actually happens every single day. And I feel like it's gotten to a point where people look down on me because I'm 16. And it's not more or less that I'm 16 and successful, but it's more or less they're jealous that I have something at a young age that they can't have at a kind of different age as me. And the way I view it is in every single situation and every single person, I don't care if it's a homeless person, you can always get some sort of wisdom and knowledge out of them. And for me, my goal is to kind of show people that my age shouldn't be something that you look down on. It should be something you look up on. Because as a young kid with this kind of skill, it's allowed me to truly make the difficult simple, which is my motto with everything. Because, okay, I, I felt this like when I was buying courses and stuff like that, everything was very difficult for me to kind of comprehend because, yo, they're using these big words and they're doing everything I don't even know. So for me, is I truly simplify trading, and I think that kind of has a direct proportional link with my age that I made everything a lot simpler, and that's kind of where I think my strong point is with my business. So people definitely look out, down on me every single day, like, yo, you've been 16 for three years, you've been 15 for three years, which is obviously not the case. You know, I showcase everything, document everything, check my birthdays. But I think that's just more or less <laughs> the problem before, like, they just they, they want something that I have at a young age. No, for sure. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, it's, well, it's not cool that you have to <laughs> deal with that, but, yeah. you know, it's cool that you can deal with that and still just keep pushing through. I think that shows a lot of like mental fortitude, you know, on your part, which not a lot of kids have. I mean, I coached basketball, uh, for years and you know, you, it's crazy. The, every year that I would coach, I would see the mental toughness of the teams that would come through, like getting like lower and lower and lower and like, they'd be softer and softer and softer. Yeah. So like, I think today's gener like younger generations are, um, I would say they're not as mentally tough maybe as they, you know, used to be, or at least in my opinion, you know, maybe I think like a boomer, but like you're, you show like a lot of mental toughness where like you can, you know, get hate spewing at you every day and you're like, you know, brush it off your shoulders and just keep grinding, which is really cool. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. 
It really truly wasn't. There was a point, even like a few a uh, few months ago, like I don't know what happened, but I had a bad day, and then like I saw a lot of hate comments on Twitter, which I don't even read my comments anymore to be honest with you. But there was a time where it was kind of affecting me a little bit. So what I decided to do is I took this course called the Dale Carnegie course, and it's like, you know, Dale Carnegie, the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that kind of really taught me like how to go around them and how to turn bad situations to good situations and use them to your advantage. And that really kind of helped me through the point. But also a really good friend of mine told me that bad press is good press and haters are just going to motivate your success and your brand. So that's how I kind of view it is all this press is just more impressions for me. And actually, my most viral tweet ever has 3 million views, um, was probably four or 5,000 hate comments, which is kind of crazy, but it's my most viral ever. So it kind of brought me up. So yeah, you know, it wasn't always like that, but I kind of learned that, you know, this is just good. It's bad press is good press. And the moment I don't have haters is the, the moment I'll start to worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Even the way that you're speaking right now and what you've brought up, it's really cool just to see your views on life so far because I have the exact same viewpoints in terms of like, you can always learn something from someone or any situation that you're in, right? But not only can you learn something, but how can you apply it to everyday life now? So how can I use this information and utilize it to the best of my abilities? And I say that because you keep bringing up courses and all that. I've taken so many courses and the thing with training courses is a lot of it is going to be redundancies. A lot of it is going to be the same across the board, right? What is volumetrics? What is uh, price action? You're going to hear the same thing in and out. But if you're able to dissect the information and say, what can I learn from this person in particular, even though a lot of the jargon is exactly the same, how can I sift through this and actually learn something? But you've learned to do that with your whole life and in training itself. So huge kudos to you. Not even just in courses. In any situation in life, you have to dissect something exactly. good. And obviously with bad, with good, you know, with the rain comes the sun, before dark comes light, stuff like that. You know, if any single bad situation... I truly believe any bad situation is a good situation because you're taking something out of it. And it's the same thing with trading. If I take a bad trade, what's the number, first thing you're going to do? You're going to review the trade. And you're going to realize, what did I do wrong? And you're not going to do that wrong again. And that's going to really, really help you to kind of adapt and stabilize your trading to keep growing. Yeah. Ace, I wanted to ask, you know, you're like when you first started trading and stuff like that, you know, you were pretty young you've been doing this for like over 10 years now like and you you, over 10 i think i were hitting like 11 12 years yeah so like talk about kind of i mean you weren't quite as young as uh pb is but like you know getting started at that young age and like going through the process of learning like is there any you know wisdom that you can drop for pb as well like kind of on his journey right no of course um so it's it's funny that you bring that up and it's funny that pb's here uh because i actually started off in high school um it was my last year of high school and i had gotten into forex i was at one of my jobs i was so interested in just the trading aspects of it i didn't care for the actual like oh you need to recruit this person or sell this person for me it was just like how can i get your service how can i have a mentor and how can i proceed forward with this um so yeah i started off in high school as well but i also went to uh, school for finance um, to project myself forward. There was another person trading futures in there. So I kind of got this little bit of a taste of 
um, every single financial market that there possibly is. We are learning about CFDs. We are learning about all derivatives across the board and then obviously equities itself. Um, in terms of just like what I've learned and what to give, honestly, you're killing it already. Keep pushing forward. Keep doing what you're doing because uh, obviously it seems to be working for you, which is awesome. You have a good head on your shoulders just by the way you're speaking. You can tell that you've had to go through your trials and tribulations. Whereas like for myself, I've said it in previous podcasts where uh, it was linear for me. So I didn't see a lot of those like ups and downs. For me, it was just like, how can I make this work? And how can I learn from every single drawdown that I could possibly have? So I didn't have those issues like a lot of people where it was like, oh, I'm going to blow all these accounts or um, uh, I feel like quitting today. For me, it was always like, I know that I can succeed in this space. How do I get there from point A to point B with no drawdowns at all? And then for me, it was just like, I just skyrocketed. And the thing about that is a lot of people are like, oh, you had it easy. No, because once you're there, how can you keep projecting forward? How can I keep learning? Right. So keep that head on right. You seem to be having uh, good success in this space. And honestly, keep killing it. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Ace. I really, really appreciate that. So, of course, you said you went to school, right? College. Correct. Do you think college is good for me? Would you think college would be for yourself at your current pace that you're going at? I think personally, uh, you could again, like you've been saying, and like I've been saying, there's always something to take out of every situation that you put yourself in. Do I think it's valuable for you? Will you utilize it? Not necessarily. Will it be a good addition to you and will it complement everything that you do? Yes, right? And, and it sucks to say because I don't want to say it. But in terms of that security net and that safety net, it will be there for you because now you've had hands-on experience in terms of being in the market. Plus, let's say if you did go into finance like I did, then you could always work at a bank. You can always be a portfolio manager. You can study for your, uh, your CFA, become a, a CPA, so on and so forth. Uh, so it could complement you. Do I think it's necessary, especially in the stage that you're at? Personally, I wouldn't do it. And that's just myself. Would I go to school in the position that you're in or in my current situation right now? No. Would I take a few online courses and take that route yeah. in terms of graduating with an online degree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Doesn't for hurt. For sure, for sure. That's kind of what we're doing right now, you know, taking business courses and stuff like that. And I've talked to my parents about this. So basically, there's like a set money amount I have to make, but not necessarily just from the market. Like this summer, I'm working on buying my first real estate property, a rental property. And then um, also, you know, I'm building kind of passive income businesses just throughout, you know, IRL, combining some ATMs, stuff like that, just to kind of make, start to make passive income through that. And obviously, I'm scaling my business as well and growing other businesses. So they said, um, basically, like, as long as I make a certain amount of money, and it's not just from trading. Yeah, I'll speak on this as, again, from a dad perspective, you know what I mean? Like, and from an entrepreneur's perspective, because it sounds like, you know, you're not just a trader, you're an entrepreneur, yeah. right? You know, you're, you're starting to dabble in business and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't, I went, I have two master's degrees and a bachelor's degree, and I don't use any of it. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that it's not, that it wasn't a valuable experience for me. Uh, it's not to say that college and, you know, getting that education didn't help me in some way. Um, I won't say I don't use any of it. I guess my second master's is an MBA, so I use like some of the business stuff. But I learned more from doing business than I did from the business classes. Um, I think nowadays, like 
college is becoming a little bit more of a, um, I, I, or it's becoming less of a necessity, I feel like, because I feel like there's more education available at your fingertips than ever before. You know, like I think Elon Musk said, you can go get a college, you know, education on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, to put yourself in that much debt to get skills that you may or may not use, um, especially if you aren't sure, like for sure, you know what you want to do. Um, that's tough. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I went to school, um, initially for sports medicine and now I don't, I'm actually letting my license lap lapse in that. So it's like, you know, that's four years plus another two years of grad school plus hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt that is gone for me. Now, what I did gain was a lot of intangible benefits of, you know, like the college experience and learning responsibility and going to getting myself to classes when I don't have like, you know, a parent there to, to do it and living with, you know, friends at school and building those friendships. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of intangible value. So it's really tough to kind of like put a, a number value on it or if it's like worth doing or not. Um, I would never discourage somebody from going to school, but I also think that like probably four years ago, five years ago, I probably would have been like, yeah, oh, everybody needs to go to college. You got to go for sure. But now that I've basically started a business from ground up using knowledge that I learned just from experience and YouTube and, and just by doing it, like I'm starting to realize that it's a little bit less of a, like a necessity. Do you think college is a pro for the networking aspect or no? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's it, like, again, it's that's one of those intangible benefits. Like, you, you meet a lot of people. You get, you know, you build that network. You now all you're an alumni at a school where you can use that for networking benefits. There's a lot of benefits to school. So, like I said, I would never discourage somebody from going. And I actually, it was probably f- my undergrad was probably four of my favorite years ever, you know, in my life. Um, my best friends are from there, like, you know, when you live with people like that, it's different, you know, and like you, you build that relationship. But again, from a, an educational standpoint, it's, it's getting harder and harder to justify hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt for stuff that you can literally learn on YouTube or by doing it yourself or, you know, like you've done, you've self-taught yourself basically a lot of trading and stuff like that, or you've gone to these, you know, um, masterminds or whatever it is, like you learn this stuff by stuff that's available for a whole lot cheaper than, you know, college education. So there's pros and cons for sure. But, um, yeah, I think whatever is best for each individual person. And like I said, I think, you know, it's, it's really cool that you're being open and having these conversations with your parents because like they got to be on board and you want them to be on board and like you guys want to be on the same page so that you understand each other and like understand your goals and stuff like that. So, but I don't think you're going to make a, the wrong choice. I think it's just like, however you make whichever choice you do choose work for your benefit. For sure. And by the way, guys, and we're not saying school is bad. Obviously like 99% of people need school. We need doctors. We need, we need engineers, you know, we need most jobs that need school. But I think for my passion and kind of what I do, since I already know what I want to do in my life, it's not kind of worth it for me and for yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs too. Yeah, it's just like exactly what you just said. It depends on what you want to do, what you're passionate yeah. about. But if you're passionate about something that you can, you know, learn on YouTube that you don't need a, like a license or like a, you know, a have to have a degree for, 
there's some, you know, valid insight as to, you know, maybe not, you know, going and bypassing that experience. But, you know, everybody's different, unique cases and stuff like that. But it's cool that you're at this age, you, you know, you know what you want to do. I can't say the same thing for me. I think I, and you may change, you know, like from, again, from a fatherly perspective, I thought I knew what I wanted to do when I was in high school and then even in college. That's why I went, you know, to six years worth of school for sports medicine. And then I just fell out of love with it, you know. So um, you may, you know, you may change in the future. But nobody's stopping you from going back later in your life either when you know what you want to do. So, For sure. You brought up something really interesting, DJ. And I was just wondering in terms of PB. You're talking about your college experience. um, But PB still being in high school, do you feel like you're really missing out on that high school experience that everyone is talking about? Plus, if you don't want to go to school and continue school, do you feel like you're going to miss out on that college experience as well? Well, I think my high school experience, I think I had a crazy high school experience, a crazier high school experience than any other person could ever have because I beat the 99% odds and became part of the 1% that are successful as trading. But as far as like the average you know, high school experience, I think I did a little bit. But I have the opportunity to kind of fulfill the high school experience now. You know, I'm still a junior in high school, and I am a little bit, but I do like the other benefits better, you know, of kind of my high school experience, PB's high school experience. Yeah, everybody's experience is different. Um, the social aspect, I mean, you can get, again, you can get social aspect, you know, that experience anywhere, you know, networking, yeah, yeah. you know, you're here now making new, you know, connections and new friends and um, you know, you can do that with, with anybody in life. And, and there's, I went to high school and I don't talk to a single person that I went to high school with, you know, but I, so it's, it's just, it's different. And, and it's, I think it's such a, I think that's such an important message that like any of the parents that are watching or kids that are watching or whatever, it's like, there's no one size fits all like lifestyle. And for all the haters out there that, you know, are, you know, ripping on PB for being young, like, you know, go screw yourself. (laughs) Let do you do what you do what he's doing and then get back to us. You know what I mean? And if you can't, then just keep your mouth shut, you know? And, and for the people who, you know, hate on me for, you know, going to school and now not using that degree and doing something different with my life, go screw yourself. You know, like uh, I'm not going to be like Elon and, you know, like go tell all my, our advertisers go fuck off or anything you know sorry got young years here but i think the um, biggest flex that pv has right now is like yeah he may have missed out on the typical high school experience and he may not be continuing that college experience but guess what he has what most people don't have now and that's that time freedom right everything i've been speaking about this on every single podcast that we've been doing and it's he has that luxury of time to say you know what i'm not going to work today Guess what? I can do whatever I want. I can fly over to Florida and do some podcasts, <laughs> go kick it with some new homies and meet some cool people in the same space with the same mindset. And we could bond that way as opposed to, oh, let's go have a few drinks. Let's get shit faced. And you know what I mean? Like that to me is a lot more valuable than just saying, yeah, you know what? I didn't go to that party. That, that's exactly Screw that party. I'm not going to remember that in a few years. What I am going to remember is the meaningful connections that I make that could drive me forward. So again, huge kudos to you, man. You're making the right steps. Yeah, 1000%. I agree. And I think that that's what I was saying earlier. Like, life's crazy. Like, I'm literally 16 years old. I flew out to Florida for a podcast. Last month, I flew to Pennsylvania. Next month, I'm flying to Arizona. 
it's it's really insane, you know, just at 16 years old of being able to do this. And this is my high school experience, and that's the truth. And I love your point on networking because funny story I'm actually going to tell you guys. I saw somebody on Twitter a DM a few months ago, just like a random person a DM, right? He's not random. He's a, a big, you know, 15-year-old kid. He has a hedge fund worth like $20 million. I'm not hedge fund, a... Um, uh, venture cap, a venture capital fund, something like that, worth $20 million raised, right? That one DM has led me to thousands of connections, literally. Like, from that DM, he literally had a kid come to my house and do a day in the life video, which has, like, a million views on YouTube. Also, he introduced me to, a like, a 15-year-old kid making $500,000 per month from Snapchat, Another kid making 200k per month from an AI music company, and we're doing business now together. Like, mm. you know, we're actually building an AI stock market tool. So it's crazy how that one little connection has built so 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 much. I've even met like you guys know Master P or no? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with Master yeah. P and them too now, which is kind of mm. crazy, you know, just from growing my brand. Yeah, and it, and it it goes all comes back to. You took the initiative, you stepped out of your comfort zone, you sent the DMs, right? You exactly. and when you first started, you know, you were DMing all these, you know, OTC traders and you know, all this kind of stuff. Like you're putting yourself out there. And like even just before we started recording this podcast, like we're out in the, you know, the other part of the room and you're yeah. you know, you're asking for like tips and stuff on business and like you're learning th- things from people who have been there and who have who are, you know, where you wanna be or like, you know, are doing it alongside you and all that kind of stuff and and like I thought that was really cool that like instead of us just you know talking about nothing and like whatever like you made that time valuable and you were starting to ask questions and like learn and like let's you know how can I grow how can I do you know take the next step and I think that that's really cool and respectable and something not a lot of anybody but much less teenagers you know have that because most of the teenagers that I deal with are too cool to even talk to adults <laughs> you know they just want to sit there and act you know like tough guys or whatever so you know really really cool to see that time from. is I, I, I agree and I think time is so so valuable you should always be getting something out of time and just so all of you guys know asking questions is so important that person that asks question may look like a coward for the day but the person who doesn't ask questions will be a coward for the rest of your life so if you have a question ask it no, yeah, for for real, good stuff. That's what I say to all my students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say I always tell them I'm like asking questions is necessary. Every time you guys have these questions and you guys aren't asking, you gain zero from it, right? But you have nothing to lose by asking that stupid question or that question that you may regret. Ask it regardless, because what's that going to do? How's that going to affect you, right? It could either propel you forward or it's going to do nothing at all. It's never going to pull you back unless it's obviously arrogant or anything like that. But for the most means, ask the questions that are necessary for growth. So keep doing that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this one up here, um, but we're, we're going to have PB back uh, in the future, and we're going to talk more about, um, like, from a, a kid's perspective, like how parents can support their kids if they want their kids to learn how to trade or even if the parents themselves, you know, want to learn how to trade themselves, kind of just some tangible steps on how uh, somebody, you know, that's younger and of age uh, but has all this wisdom like how we can how I can as a parent can help my kid you know like if he when he my son or daughter want to learn how to trade so we'll talk more about on that on our next episode but we're super excited to have you man this is you're a super impressive young man really really cool to 
get to know you better and to learn from you and yeah for sure and uh just hang out for a while so thank you so much thank you guys so much for having me and i'm excited for the next one thanks for coming pb yeah man all right thanks guys follow us uh like subscribe and go follow pb on twitter at pb investing and uh you know we'll see you guys next time peace peace Peace. good job man thank you for listening to the stocks and sandals podcast Our fans brought us into this world, and they can take us out by not listening. So if you like the show, you can support us by subscribing for future episodes, leaving us a five-star review, and joining our premium community on Discord at stockdads.com slash plans. You can also follow us at StockDads on all major social media platforms. But most importantly, remember this. It's not a dad bod. It's a father figure.